Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Alexis, and this is the Check Your Aesthetic podcast. Woohoo, second episode. Yes, so exciting. Um, we revealed the podcast to you guys yesterday, and it was such an exciting day. Alexis was texting me, and she was like, I have no emotions left. <laughs> I have used all of them up. Literally. I was like so exhausted. No, um, honestly. It was so much fun, though. Um, we did a little live, and it's saved on Alexis's Instagram, so if you guys yes, want to watch it. if you want to go watch it, go ahead and do that. Yeah. Yeah, um, so. But I don't know, Katie, how are you feeling today? Um, today's okay. Honestly, like I get out of quarantine on Friday, so I'm kind of like just a little stir crazy. Like anxious um, kind of. Yeah, but it's the first day of fall today, which is always fun. Um, so the weather exciting. in Birmingham has been like so cool, even like a little chilly. Like when I have my window open, there's a little mm-hmm. breeze. Um, mm-hmm. So that kind of boosted my mood, even though I can't go outside, <laughs> which <Yeah>. is like <laughs> horrible. But soon enough, I'll be able to and like go get some coffee and drink it outside. Um, nice. I am drinking some coffee this morning out of my mugs of that are launching are. soon. Um, so I'm really excited about all of that. But yeah, how are yeah, you? Definitely. How are you doing today, Alexis? Um, I don't know. I'm like, definitely, like I said, I was just like emotionally drained yesterday. Um, I started the day off going with my mom to get a little kitten that um, my mm. mom and my stepmom or step, oh, stepdad, um, <laughs> my stepdad's not going to be happy that I said that. Um, <laughs> that they just got his name is Smokey, which Aww. Mm-hmm. well technically my stepdad named him Smokey joe which i don't know where <laughs> joe came from but my. That's, that's the name um so but yeah so i did that and then i just had some work to do and then we had the live and then just like all of your positive like it's i'm mm-hmm. i'm positively emotionally drained same um, i'm like blown yeah. away i was yeah, like i'm just my yeah. phone was like burp, burp, no my like phone buzzing. was having a seizure like, i know on. it was crazy yeah. um but yeah i don't know it's just i'm i'm just tired and like um but in like a good way i think i think I it'll finally sink in and like mm-hmm. probably today when i'm editing the podcast i think that it will be like finally real to me. Yeah. And it does feel good to like start my morning recording. It's like 9 30 yeah, right now or 10 30 Alexis's time, 9 30 my time. Yeah. Um, and I like, I like recording and starting off my day talking to you. So I'm excited. So cute. Wait, I actually wanted to tell you something that I haven't told you. Oh my God. Be- like before. Okay. That this morning. So on my, um, on my personal account, which guys, if you don't know, my personal account has 350 followers. So why this happened, I literally have no idea, but this brand reached out to my personal <laughs> account and they were like hey we really like your style and I was like girl influencer queen <laughs> and they're like I, I don't want to say like what brand it is but they wanted me to I they just said something like hey we want to work with you like if you want to work with us like respond and then I just kind of wanted to see what it was because it kind of seemed like scammy and they responded immediately and they were like well, we have this product, and if you pay half of it, then, like, we'll post you onto our, like, our account, and then I went, and the product's, like, $300, and I was, like, okay, so this is a scam. Oh, my God. Well, now you're an influencer officially, so I'm very excited for you, Mm -hmm, um, making big moves this morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's because my style, you know? Yeah, it's just so, it's just so good, and it's so... (laughs) I'm like really Vermont influential. Chic. Yeah, Vermont chic. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that they're, if they were able to like get my audience of like 350 Vermonters. Yeah, they would, they would be like just really it, elevated. Set. 
you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. So, well, yeah. I didn't know I was in the presence of um, an influencer now, so I'm pretty jealous, I would Are say. Are you nervous? Because um, I'm kind very, of yeah, yeah, I'm shaking. I'm absolutely mm-hmm. shaking. Good. Um, you know, and, and off of that, I feel like it's time to go into our highs and lows of this week. <laughs> yes, and definitely. just to preface the highs and lows, it has, in fact, been three days since we recorded the Two. Last- Wait, yeah, three. Three. Yeah, three <laughs> yes. days. Um, yes. So we recorded on Saturday. It's Tuesday now. So we're just going to talk about our highs and lows from the past three days because I have a big old, <laughs> big fat Kim exam later this week. So we had to record today, um, but we still got some highs and lows to tell you guys about. So Alexis, you want to start? Yeah. Um, okay. So, well, really my biggest high, and I think since I'm so exhausted, you can probably already guess, um, it's just announcing the podcast. It's just like so exciting and seeing how much like positive uh, feedback we've already gotten. We already have, what was it, like 330 downloads? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's only been like a half a day, not like not even really. And already we have over 300 downloads, which is just insane to me. Um, and then I got yesterday, actually, um, I finally got my mailers in, which I, for my, um, uh, print launch, which I still need to like do some more stuff for that. So it's not completely ready. And then I also got actually a tester, um, for a different product that I'm like thinking about doing, um, which like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, but maybe you'll see that later. Um, but yeah, and then for my lows, um, I don't know. This, I debated whether or not I should talk about this because it is like a sensitive topic. But um, I posted, uh, what was it, Saturday? I posted a um, illustration of Ruth Bader Ginsburg after she passed away. Um, and <clears throat> a lot of people were editing my f- illustration and reposting it and I think that this really like I can like clump not properly tagging and editing into one thing because people also weren't properly tagging me but that happens a lot but for some reason with this Ruth Bader Ginsburg photo so many people were editing it and you know you could definitely make the and they were editing it to be able to repost it into their feed and have it like fit aesthetically and you could definitely make the point that this like tragic loss is much more um, important than like people like much more of a big deal than me having people edit my photo. And I completely agree. However, so many illustrators did portraits of Ruth Bader Ginsburg on that day or the day after. So if you wanted to find someone or like a, an artist that did a portrait and you wanted to share it onto your page, you could have found something that fit more aesthetically to your uh, feed. And then, so that just kind of like, and I posted something on Instagram on my story, um, just explaining. And I, I did message the very first person that I saw that did that. And she was so nice about it. So that made it better. Um, But then I posted on my story, just kind of explaining. And then of course, after I posted still like a bunch more people kept doing it. Obviously they didn't see my story. Like I understand. But then on top of that, with that post, a bunch of political um, opinions were expressed. And, you know, I don't want to be super political on my page or on this podcast, but when you, when someone has passed and then you're commenting, Mm -hmm. basically completely disrespecting this very influential and powerful woman's life, that just, I can't, 
support that. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, I don't know, it just really disappointed me. And yeah. I just felt like this one post, I mean, like really the editing thing's not that big of a deal. It's just kind of like, it just kind of bothered me. And then having that political thing just like put me over the edge. And I just, I just was like a little disappointed, but you know, when you have like a larger platform, I mean, I'm not a huge influencer or anything, but you know, when you have like a, a larger following, you it's kind of like what comes with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, sort of the same thing happened to me. There were some people in my comments that were just like straight up like trolling. Like you yeah. could tell they had just gone to the hashtag and were commenting like, disrespectful things and I just straight up like I will not have that on my page like yeah I'm going to block people who are doing that on my page so I did have to block a lot of people after posting mine um but it wasn't even people who followed me honestly like it was just people who are trolling um so I I get that for sure yeah um we could definitely talk about like I know Katie's gotten a lot of like hate on TikTok I've gotten a good amount of hate on TikTok I've gotten some nasty comments on Instagram like Mm -hmm. we could definitely have like a a longer discussion about that and how to deal with that Um, yeah and I have definitely dealt with it I feel like you're right it kind of comes with the territory like you have 10 13 how many thousand Uh, a lot of thousand almost 13 13,000 and I have like 47,000 so it kind of just comes with the territory um, of having more followers which I get but yeah for sure well I'm sorry you had to deal with that I know that's annoying um so I guess I'll go ahead and go into my highs and lows so I have a couple highs first of all bid day for my sorority was on Sunday and I am stuck in quarantine so it was like happy sad like I was like crying but also like so excited my (laughs) my best friend in the world, McLean, her sister ran home to us and I like, it was amazing. Um, I talked to her on pref and like, when she saw my face, she like burst into tears. I was like, Oh my God. And then I was crying. And then, um, I was just so happy that she ran home and I love her so much. And I'm just so happy that she's happy. And then all of our other amazing new members. I'm so excited to like get to know them more. And, um, seriously, we just have an amazing pledge class. makes me feel really confident about the future and Katie. Nice. Anyway. And then obviously announcing the podcast, I was like reeling after we announced, like I was like (laughs) literally like, like I was so, so excited. (laughs) And, um, I, it was just really a fun day and kind of a light in the whole quarantine, which really made me happy. Um, so those were my highs. And then as far as my lows, I am still quarantined. I only have, sorry, all day today, all day tomorrow, and all day Thursday. So I can do it. I know I can. Um, But I've also just been like really stressed for some reason and kind of feeling like I can never catch up like on anything. Mm. Like I'm working constantly all day on like different things and I feel like I can't get a footing. So like I'm either behind on school or I'm behind on Mm. design or I'm behind on like talking to my friends or stuff like that. So I need to come up with everything. Yeah. I just need like a better routine, which we'll talk about our goals later, but like, I'm just kind of feeling like I can't catch up. So that's kind of been my low. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically today's episode, um, we're really excited. We kind of wanted to start with something a little bit more broad and sort of to do with our name we thought would be fun. So we're going to sort of talk about like how we came to find our aesthetics and how to find your niche and your aesthetic in the community and stand yep. out. So super exciting topic, a question that I get a ton in my yes. DMs. Yes, um, so I'm super excited to talk about it. Yeah. Um, Alexis, do you want to go ahead and tell your story of how you kind of came to your aesthetic? Yeah, let me actually pull up my page because I kind of forget what I even started with. Um, <laughs> but if you follow me, if you don't, you should go follow me. Um, but you will easily be able to see that I like pink. Um, and 
but really I didn't start with that. Um, and I think that that's like my, my biggest takeaway really for aesthetic when people ask me like, how did you find your aesthetic? How did you find your, um, your like theme or whatever? Really? I just kind of tested things out. I started out like my first few posts were like, like brown and like gray and green and like blue and just completely Mm -hmm. not what I do now. And then I think I did like a few kind of like pinker tones and then I started doing like every other post like some would be um pink I have a pink background then the next one would have tan and then it went back and forth Mm -hmm. and then I started getting into more color not really completely sticking to just pink but just adding a little bit more color and then really it just kind of went from there and I think that um something with aesthetic like really just do for me at least I just do what I think looks good Mm -hmm. I guess and like what makes me happy and even like I I've been consistently pink let's see when I'm looking on my page right now let's see when I like pretty much started consistently doing like pink it was about like April so and I started my account in December so even from April the pink look has kind of changed like Mm -hmm. my my page right now looks drastically different from when it was in when it was April but both were pink yeah so I think just like for me I I just drew what I liked and what Mm -hmm. I wanted to I guess um and then I I definitely did have like a, a color palette that I started with yeah um and I first started with like a lot darker pinks and I had a on procreate I had like so many different pink colors um like in one specific palette and then when i decided to switch to alexisadams.co i switched to a lot more bright colors and now i have um my color palette i have like my branded color palette um that i pretty much stick to but yeah i feel like that's pretty much it yeah i think what you're talking about with like doing what you think looks good. I think like a lot of people who are drawn to design and stuff have the like, you know, they say like the eye, like you have an eye for design. And I think that that's like something that's so hard to explain, but like sometimes when people ask me, I'm like, I just know it looks good. Like they're like, how did you pick the colors that you wanted? Like, how did you pick that you wanted like orange and pink? I'm like, I just know that it looks good. Right. And I think that you were also just like drawn to that. Yeah, exactly. Because I can look at like, I can look at Katie's page, and I'm like, oh, she's so, like, cute. She's, like, everything's so professionally done. But, like, I would never do that. That's how I am with, like, anybody who does anything in blue. Like, I can't even right. work with blue. Like, I just don't even, <laughs> like, like, every time I have to work with blue, I'm, like, uh, like, nervous about it. And I do a little bit of blue, like, within my pinks and stuff. Right. But I'm so much more of a warm color girl. And, like, right. I recognize that other people's stuff looks awesome, but, like, I would just never do that. Like, I'm right. just not really drawn right. to that. Right. Um, so I guess I'll go ahead and tell my story, so... I said in the last episode, like, my account sort of started out as a portfolio. So, like, my first post is, like, a graphic I made for my sorority. And then we got some Halloween stuff, some more graphics I made for my sorority. Um, but it was all just really random at the beginning. Like, some of it was made on Procreate. Some of it was made on, like, Photoshop and stuff. Some of it was just, like, random sticker designs, like, things for my school. Like, I had a very niche audience. Like, I posted this Wake Forest thing that I did for a friend. Like, I would never post something like that now. Like, customs. <laughs> um, right. But then, like, like there's blue, there's green, there's pink, there's purple, there's more green, there's yellow. Like, it was just kind of a mess. <laughs> um, but honestly, like, I didn't really want it to be consistent. Like, I, that right. wasn't really a goal of mine, so it was fine. Right, same, actually. Yeah, and then 
I did the 12 days of Christmas, um, where I designed every day up to Christmas from 12 days before until Christmas. And that's kind of when I started to like turn a little bit more pink. Like I started to realize like, okay, I, I like working with these colors. Um, but they were still very different. Like I'm showing Alexis right now. Like that is the kind of like pink that I was working with. It was like darker. There was like no oranges. Yeah. I would say this is probably the first on brand thing that I did. It's my tis the season snow globe. Still mm-hmm. one of honestly one of my favorites. I, it was really fun to do, even though it's not like near as good as it would be now. <laughs> right. Um, you should remake it this Christmas. Oh my and, god, like, that would be so cute. Slide. That would be cute. That would be so cute. Um, and then I started doing some Harry Styles stuff, as of we know, course. my man my main man, the husband. um, literally. And then, so even through the 12 days of Christmas, like it wasn't very consistent then throughout like January and February. Um, when I really started designing more, I really started to like try to pay attention to my colors and still it was like a little bit different than it is today. Um, I was kind of sticking with like pinks and yellows and oranges, but in sort of a different way than I do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was sort of still a little bit inconsistent. Like I was kind of just drawing not very consistently and I wasn't like, I didn't have a color palette on procreate or anything. And then people always ask me like how I made my color palette on procreate. Like it, it was such a slow process. Like as I like started to like colors, I would, um, start like start to add them to my color palette. Um, and it was like, never did I like sit down and be like, I'm going to make a color palette. Like it was all like really slow. Yeah. So I just added them as they came. And then I would say around like April was when it started to get really strong. And even like Alexis said, like it's kind of changed like in phases, like there was a phase around like May, mid May that it was like a little bit darker and more muted. And then it went like blue for a little bit yeah <laughs> like you know the blue phase we all know the blue phase um and even my style has kind of changed but if you look down my page like I think that if you saw something and it was mine that you would be like oh no, that's yeah. Katie's right. so um I guess I kind of found my aesthetic by just playing around with things that I really liked and um like kind of just following following what what I thought looked good and then sort of adding things to a color palette as I went on. And now I have like a solid color palette that I pull from. Right. Right. That was kind of, kind of long. (laughs) No, that, I think that that is definitely good. I think that like, um, I think if someone were like starting out, I, at least what I did was I started out going on Pinterest and, um, like just saving things that I Mm -hmm. felt drawn to, um, and like different styles that I felt drawn to. Um, and I think that there's, um, I don't know how to explain this. It's, I feel like aesthetic is like a hard thing to talk about, Mm -hmm. especially. Um, But I feel like with Katie's work, like I would look at that and say like, this is so amazing, but I would never do that. Mm -hmm. Whereas looking at something like something that I would find on Pinterest, I could look at that and say, oh, I could definitely do something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to find that little difference, but I I feel like that's how I got started. Yeah. And I also think like, especially like when I'm branding somebody else. Um, yes. I use the word aesthetic a lot and like I do a lot of brand kits and like colors and all of that. Like mm-hmm. you're kind of trying to communicate the feel of your brand. And the same thing is true when you're an artist or in a, you know, uh, an illustrator or graphic designer, like you're going to have your own style. You can't do everything. Like, so you want to showcase that to people who are going to um, be drawn to that with you. Right. And um, I think that, I think that it's really like, there's a lot of power in like mood boards um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of power in like 
kind of researching what you want in that way. Um, and I think that sometimes people are like, don't go on Pinterest, don't go on Pinterest. Like a lot of illustrators are like weary of Pinterest because you don't want to copy or anything. Right. But I think like for this podcast, like we made a Pinterest board for our Instagram and what we wanted and it's really helped like to guide us and helped us find our colors. Um, and I think that like doing something like that, cause you're just going to pin things that you're drawn to. And then eventually you're going to look at it and be like, okay, I get the the mood of my brand. Like your aesthetic is the mood. I just touched my microphone. <laughs> your aesthetic. She's talking with her hands. <laughs> yeah, I am. Your aesthetic is like the mood of your brand. Um, and like that's really, I think, where a mood board becomes really powerful. So I would recommend those to anybody. Right. And I, I think that like with a mood board, it doesn't even have to be – because I totally – like I'm totally scared of putting my work on Pinterest because like art – like stolen art is such Mm -hmm. a huge problem but I think that when you're creating a mood board at least for when Katie and I made ours it's not even stuff that we are gonna like recreate if that makes sense like it's like Mm -hmm. pictures and like just like a a general mood and it's called a mood board but like um we saved like we liked the whole like neon thing so we saved Mm -hmm. like a few like neon signs yeah and and, like like, for me whenever I'm doing clients mood boards a lot of times if I'll like talk through them with them like sometimes I'll put one picture on there and I'm like I like nothing about this but this color or like I like nothing about this like I you know I know this isn't exactly right but like it's the overall feel of this picture or like I like this aspect of this and I think knowing it and being really purposeful in your mood boards is really helpful and then it just kind of gives you something to go back to if you're just feeling like really lost you can just go back to that yeah you can just go back to that and like look at it for a minute and be like okay I remember like what I'm going for with this brain and like what I'm trying to communicate. Right. And when and we- I, I know that this isn't like completely what we were going to be talking about, but mm-hmm. I think that that like a mood board also another purpose for that. Like a lot of the questions that we got from the live and from our question box was like motivation and finding inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I personally use my mood board, like my branded mood board for my page. If I'm feeling like, what the heck am I about to Yeah. Do? It like gets you excited again. Yeah. It gets you excited and it like gives you an idea. And like, I think that when you are feeling inspired and motivated, that is the time. Yes. Make some stuff. But also if you have a little extra time, go on Pinterest, go like find mm-hmm. some photos, save things on. I have a bunch of photos saved on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, like go through and just save things. Or even like when I'm just like naturally scrolling through mm-hmm. Instagram or, th- or scrolling through Pinterest, like I'm not actively looking for things. I'll just see something and be like, hmm, and then save it. Yeah. And then that might be something that will help me later to feel inspired. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then I think also something important with the aesthetic for me was like sort of what we draw. So me and Alexis kind of do different things. Um, right. I do more hand lettering and she does more like portraits. And I think that like, at least for me, I guess at the beginning, I thought like, because of everybody that I followed did portraits. So I was like, okay, that's what I have to do. Right. Like, that's, that's the option for me. That's all like, you know, it's just kind of like the niche that I fell into following wise, like the people right. that I was following. And so I thought that was all that I could do. But then figuring out about hand lettering and like sort of experimenting with my own style has made everything so much more fun. And like, I, I've told Alexis, it's like, I hate doing portraits. Like I don't offer them anymore because I hate them and I'm not good at them and I'm never happy with them and I just don't like it. So, um, I think like your aesthetic, um, of course is your colors and your theme and your feel, but I think it also has to do with like what you're posting, um, and sort of 
you know. Right. And that fits into your niche too. Exactly. Exactly. And also I want to clarify when we say brand, like everything is a brand, like yourself is a brand, your art is a brand, like your business is a brand. We're not just talking about businesses, like your, um, any sort of Instagram you're having where you're marketing something, either an idea or yourself, um, or your art is a brand. Okay. So Alexis, do you want to talk about how you kind of grew your niche and found that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, um, I feel like I'm looking at my page right now and, um, I started out, I, um, I've always been into art, like from the time that I was a little kid and, um, I was always kind of like the creative artsy person in school. I mm-hmm. like did AP art um, and everyone pretty much thought that I was like going to go to art school. But then if you listen to the last episode, you know that I got free tuition to um, UVM, the school in Vermont. So, or one of the schools, I shouldn't say the school. Um, and so I went for art education. But anyway, I've always been pretty much into portraits. Um, I was pretty much like not all that I did, but a lot of what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started my page, I was like, oh, well, that's what I'll do. Um, and I I really liked it. Um, but then I just kind of got a little uninspired. And that's when I did my first, um, I had a few kind of like typography stuff. Um, and that, that was all right. Um, and then I did my first waffle and (laughs) my first waffle my first waffle um and I loved that um oh my god I am looking at it right now and Katie has uh two comments that are the same thing (laughs) it says in all caps obsessed (laughs) and then waffle (laughs) my first waffle um and then I just kind of I did some more portraits and then um one of my first things that did well is my boba tea um, I now have it as a sticker, but it says suck my balls. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that was when I like, I was like, all right. Like, cause I, I, I like to think that I'm funny sometimes, you know? And no, so I was like, sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was when I first was like, okay, I could actually like kind of pull that in. Um, and then I started doing more, like I started doing more food. I did some products. Um, and then I did one, um, of soap from Bath and Body Works and they actually reposted me. And that was like a yes, huge, queen. huge deal to me at the time. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It like my, my portrait style has changed a bit. Um, and when I first started, like my very first portrait, I have contour lines, which is like black mm-hmm. outlines. Um, and I have like I used like the light, the like the I don't know what it's called, the what procreate brush it is, but it's like the the light flare or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I have like a sparkly like swoosh around it. Mm-hmm. I would never do that now. Um and yeah, I don't know. It like with my niche, I feel like now I do a lot of portraits and food illustrations, product illustrations, um, and yeah, no, I feel like that's kind of my my thing now. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's just like testing things out, mm-hmm. um, seeing what you like, seeing what you don't like, what does well, what doesn't, mm-hmm. what people are engaging with. Um, yeah. But yeah, Kitty, I want to talk about yours. Yeah, so I guess that um, like I kind of said that I felt like I had to do portraits at the beginning. And I think that what you said about like having to try things out is super accurate. Like don't feel like you have to 
like I'm always, I'm such a big proponent of just starting. Like, don't feel like you have to plan everything out so much before you start that it's like paralyzing. Right. Um, like, don't be afraid to try things out. But when you're finding your niche, I would say like what I did was for my design account, because it really is just like an extension of me. Like I want my target audience to be people like me people who like the same right. things as me, like that's just naturally how it would be for me. Right. Um, people around the same age as me, people who, you know, enjoy little aesthetic kind of things, um, like right. little quotes and stuff. Um, but I soon found that like the most important thing when finding your niche and to like stand out is originality because if somebody can find it somewhere right. else, why wouldn't no, they just totally. go there? You know what right. I mean? So like, I think it's really easy when you're starting out to like see all these people with all these followers and be like, okay, I want to be like them. So I'm going to make things like them and that's going to get me there. Right. But I think that it's proven really true for me that that's not how to get there. I think that being original is so crazy important and that's what I found. Um, and sort of, I guess the niche of my page, I would describe it as like positivity, um, girl power, kind of like yeah. lifting each other up kind of vibes. Um, and also like I do a lot of things for like small business, like keeping it real, um, trying to right. like be like taking a break is okay. You know, just like really right. mental really, health kind of. Yeah. The epitome of it is like mental health and positivity, I would say. Um, right. And that kind of bleeds into like, you know, feminism sort of things and all of that. Right. Um, but really the reason that, that I found that is um, because that's something that I'm passionate about. Like mental health is something I'm really passionate about. So there's always that kind of underlying passion and like, that to fulfill, I guess, when I'm creating. Um, so I guess to stand out, I really think, you know, finding your niche as something that's unique to you and something that like you, like you've found yourself in something that's going to be original is like really, really important. Yeah. And I think that especially with art, like, you know, if, if, if we were like, a, um, I don't know, like, a, am looking at my yoga mat. So let's say yoga mat company, um, we don't need to put like our, if we're trying to sell yoga mats, we're not going to like put our personality mm-hmm. into marketing to yoga mats. And we could be like 50 year old men and mm-hmm. still make sales. But as an, a small art, young female artist, we are marketing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And especially with art, it's such a personal thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, especially if you are like a smaller art account and you want to grow, I think that, um, including your personality and even this is not really related to niche but something that I realized when I started to see a bit more growth is when I started to include like my face and like in my stories Mm -hmm. and then also just like when I started I feel like when I first started my captions were just like here's my drawing me too yeah And and then once I started like posting um one of my best like, I feel like when I first got a lot of um, responses and like, ha ha ha, you're so funny kind of things is when I posted a quote from Michael Scott. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was, let me find it. Yeah, it was when he's like, puts his hand over his face and he's saying to Toby, he's like, I'll kill you. Like mm-hmm. it says like quietly, I'll kill you. And then my caption is me at my boyfriend last night when he started eating chips and salsa at midnight right next <laughs> to me and chewing loudly enough to wake an entire village. And that was when I like first got like a lot. Now it's not that many comments, but like at the time I was like, yeah. oh my God, I'm getting so many comments. 
and people were responding to it and like Mm -hmm. thought it was so funny. And that's when I realized like, oh, okay. People like, like me as a person, not just like my art. Yeah, I agree. And then I feel like something else that's really important when you're talking about niche and aesthetic, like we're talking about is like, usually when you think of aesthetic, you think like colors and fonts, but I think it's so much more than that because like there are people that I follow that don't have a consistent color palette, but still have an aesthetic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think that that's definitely doodly days is a really good example. I think Mm -hmm. she kind of has like a pretty big color palette, but like I always recognize her stuff. Um, and so it can be your style as well or how you talk like in your captions or how, like mm-hmm. how you use stories. Um, yep. you know, I think we all use stories in a different way. Like you expect different things from other people's stories. Like right, people 100%. always expect my coffee pictures in the morning, which I've been mm-hmm. slacking on recently. I need to get back on that. Um, <laughs> I don't have any coffee in this room, so I'm struggling. Um, but I think it's so much more than just your colors. Um, so don't, no, be, don't feel like you have to stick to one consistent color palette. It's more like the mood and personality of your page and your brand, which has, as like a young female artist, I think has so much to do with yourself and your personality. Yes. And you really are, like you said, like marketing yourself. Um, yes. and you know, don't be afraid. Um, don't be afraid to use that to your advantage and also don't be afraid to change it up. As like me and Alexis talked about, like we've changed it up so much, like following what you love is the way to find a niche that you're going to sit in. Because if you're just creating things because you think other people are going to love them, it's never going to last. You're going to get bored. You're going to be tired of it. But if you're creating things that you love, you will never, ever run out of steam. Right. And we both um, have rebranded. Like my account started as Alexis Adams graphic design. Yeah. I was KEC designs. Yeah. So, and like when I, I think Katie, like yours, your aesthetic didn't change a whole lot when you mm-hmm. rebranded. It was mostly like your logo and your name. Yeah. For, for me, like my, it still was pink, but like um, before my, my pinks were like a little bit more muted and I felt like I just wasn't like inspired anymore. I just felt like uh, I'm like, gotta make a new illustration. Like, yeah. you know, it's gotta be like these dark pinks. And then I just realized like, this isn't. Um, I felt like it wasn't like sustainable. I, mm-hmm. um, I, as far as like inspiration, I was like, I know in like, a, if I'm going to keep going with the way that things are right now in a year, I'm going to burn out. Yeah. So I just decided like, you know what, I'm going to change it. Um, and I did, and I'm really happy that I did. And I think that's the beauty of like being our own boss and like kind of being mm-hmm. a small, like graphic designer freelancing is that you're in charge of it all the time. Like right. if you, if you're not liking something, change, change it. it. And like, yeah. I'm like, don't be afraid to like, I was so afraid for a while to post any blue. Anytime <laughs> I posted anything with blue in it, I was like blue, so scared of the blue. Um, but I think like, y- that's the beauty of it. Like you're in charge, you have control over it. So right. take advantage of that and do things that you love. And that's, that's when your best work is going to come out is when you love it and when you're passionate about it. So totally. I guess on that note that I, I just think that basically the big picture is you need to love it. And that's how you're going to yes. find and a try place. Things out. Don't be afraid. Like, mm-hmm. And also another thing is that like, you know, when you're creating things, you don't have to post it. Exactly. If you don't mm-hmm. like it, just try something. Like I have so yeah. many like things that I like tried out. I was like, Ugh, and mm-hmm. then didn't post yeah. You know? And I, I think that's a good way to find your aesthetic as well. Just, yes. um, you could just create a bunch of things and say like, you know, this one was really fun and I really like this and this one, not, not as much. And then maybe go down the path of the thing that you really loved creating or the thing that you really Definitely. love how it looks and love the product. Um, right. so, so yeah, 
Yeah, should that's. We, should we answer some random questions? Yes. Um, so we're going to answer a couple of random questions from question boxes on our podcast Instagram story every week. So make sure to check out the Instagram story and leave some random questions. These are just like completely random. Like they're nothing to do with like art. Art. I mean, one of them is a little bit to do with art, but like they're yeah, just completely random. So you can literally ask us anything. But the first one came from Alessia. Dodd Lessie, I think that's how you would pronounce yes. her <laughs> username. Um, and she asked us what our lives as a playlist would be. So we each chose three songs um, yes. and we'll kind of explain them. So Alexis, you want to go first? Sure. Um, so the way that I split them up was, um, and they, these songs, it's not really about um, like the lyrics. It's more like the general vibe, I guess. I, my boyfriend always hates when I use that <laughs> word, but vibe. Um so I'm splitting it by like childhood and then like middle school, high school kind of, and then currently. So for my childhood, I would say like literally anything Fleetwood Mac. Um, mm-hmm. My daycare as a little kid would play Fleetwood Mac like literally on repeat. That is hilarious. So, <laughs> yes. <yeah>, so <laughs> anytime that I hear Fleetwood Mac, I just like cry. And then my sister actually had um, her... Uh, father-daughter dance with my stepdad was um, to a Fleetwood Mac song and I just like emotionally could not handle it Um, (laughs) and then (laughs) and then I also would say I know I'm cheating but also Breathless by the Coors that song is like uh, that is like my childhood Um, and then middle school and high school I was very emotional so (laughs) Still, I am, but you know, in high school and middle school, it's a little bit worse. Um, so I'd say "Someone Like You" by Adele, because that which is what it's like. <laughs> Alexis so, is sobbing in her bed yeah. in middle school to someone like you. Literally, <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then um, for currently, um, so this song means like so much to me, but it's it as well. Um, it's I have a tattoo of this song. Um, and it is a religious song. I'm not super um, religious, like really at all, um, but two of my best friends are, um, and I would go to church with them, and uh, this song just like really spoke to me a lot. This one, I guess, is really about the words, um, but it's really just, it. I, I got the tattoo because I do have anxiety, and I just, and it's right on my, my wrist, so when I start to um, get anxiety, like get a little bit Uh, anxious I just will look at it and I feel like completely better but yeah that's pretty much mine you want to talk about yours yeah so I kind of went down a different route I just picked three songs that I was like yes (laughs) (laughs) like yes to these so um I guess sort of down the the same middle school realm um fireproof by one direction i was just the biggest one direction fan <laughs> would ever a one direction song. i like literally can't not choose a one direction song it also reminds me of my best friend mclean um who's probably one of the most important people in my life actually definitely one of the most important people in my life like her and my mm-hmm. mom um and all of my best friends um love one direction which is just so funny to me like McLean and I literally still stand one direction like we literally listen to them all the time but fireproof is just a song that of course I really liked when I was younger it's not really about the words but um me and McLean just kind of listened to it a lot um the first year that we were friends so it just always reminds me of her um and I don't know I just really love that song Mm -hmm. and then talk too much by coin literally because of the name like I talks so much somebody dm'd me somebody dm'd me and they were like you're a natural podcaster I was like it's because I don't know when to shut up (laughs) 
and I can't <laughs> ever shut up ever. Um, but also I just really love coin. Um, they came to my school for a concert, um, one time and that was just a really fun experience. And so it sort of connects me back to my school, which is a place that I love a ton. And then mm -hmm. also I just don't know when to shut up. So not as deep Same. as you, but my family makes fun of me for talking. So uh, much. Yeah. I talk far too much. Yeah. It's what makes me good at sorority recruitment. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then Nostalgic by Arizona. It, the song's about like love and stuff, um, but not really as much for love reasons, but I'm just a super emotional and nostalgic person. Like I'm always mm -hmm. like, things make me really emotional nostalgia wise. Um, and so that song, um, I actually put it into our sorority values video. Um, and it makes me nostalgic to that video, I guess, but, um, just sort of, I'm a big person on like thinking back and really like reflecting Same. on things and like, be, I'm super grateful for all the things in my life. And like, I think about all of that a lot. Um, and so right. I feel like that song just kind of describes how I function as a person pretty well. Um, so yeah, those are my songs. <laughs> nice. Should we go on to the, the next question? Yeah. Um, so the next question is from Brie and it's, do you illustrate with YouTube or Netflix in the background or just focused? I personally either illustrate with YouTube in the background. I can't with Netflix because with Netflix, usually I'm trying to like keep up with a storyline or yeah. something. And I don't know how people do that. Like some people put it in like the corner of their like iPad screen. I could yeah, not do I that. Yeah, I could not do that. I could not. Um, I always either have YouTube on my computer, just kind of like something mindless, or usually I play music like really, 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 really loud in my headphones. Like it was super, super, super loud. Like the other day, um, my friend came into my room while we were illustrating and she was like, I've been here for 10 minutes and you have not, like, you have not seen me. Like you're so in the zone. Like I looked up and I was like, uh, hello. She's like, I've literally been here for 10 minutes and you didn't see me because my music is like blaring in my AirPods. Um, I'm a big loud music person. I'm just a big music person in general. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> either blaring loud music, it's going to burst my eardrums or, uh, like mindless YouTube. What about you? Mm -hmm. Um, for me, it's kind of like, it, I, I would say that it's similar. I, um, I can't just illustrate to silence I really yeah. like I struggle just with silence like in general I feel like I agree um I need like music or like just a video or something and so or a podcast been, <laughs> yes what I've been doing actually um I I don't know if you know who this is but Curtis Connor I uh -huh. love him and so and I also would listen to I so saw he has a podcast and I would listen to his podcast or the Tiny Meat Gang with yeah. um, Cody Ko and Noelle Miller. Podcasts uh, are really good for illustrating yes, too because you don't have yes. to look at anything. So you're literally – like it's perfect for when your your yes. eyes are distracted. Yes. Um, and then if I'm going to do um, Netflix, it has to be Gilmore Girl. Like I honestly think like Gilmore Girls for me is like a personality trait. Like I have, <laughs> I have listened to that like or watched it minimum 50 times per episode. Oh my god. Yeah, I've been watching it on repeat since 7th grade and I'm not even <laughs> kidding. I'm not kidding. And so I like <laughs> I couldn't even finish it cuz I didn't like <laughs> I'm it's that's okay. It's really nostalgic for me though. That's partly Aww. why I like it cuz it also like it reminds me of me of me and my mom. So Aww, like that's, that's sweet. yeah. So like I recognize that it's kind of not 
it's not that good of a show. Don't tell anyone I said that. Like, oh my, that was, oh, wow. That was really hard for me to say. I think it's just like, for me, it feels like it kind of went on a little too long. Like they lost me at some point. And then I just like, was like, I don't care anymore. First, honestly, the first like three or four seasons are by far the best. Yeah. And I will keep that on. Like once it hits, like, um, anyone that really watches, um, Gilmore Girls, when the quality of the video gets better, it's like fifth, the fifth season, like the very first episode of the fifth season, I think it is. The quality of like their um, cameras gets better. And I know that that's not the reason that the show like wasn't as good, but like that, I epitomize that with like, okay, this, I need to go and rewatch the first like three or four seasons. Um, but yeah, I will, anything that I've like rewatched um, a bunch of times, I can, I can just put that on in the background because I don't need to be paying attention. Um, but yeah, that's why I like podcasts a lot. Cause I can actually like listen, but still be doing stuff. But yeah, I feel like that's pretty much yeah, what I do. For sure. Okay. Well, I guess we'll go through our goals for this coming week. Um, yes. I guess I can go ahead and start with my business goal. Um, so I sort of talked about it in my lows, but I would love to get a solid footing and kind of feel like I'm caught up at least a little bit on my business stuff, um, and get into a better rhythm with all of that. And I just really need to like set aside time. That's like my business time. It's just so Mm -hmm. hard because if my friends are hanging out or anything, like I really want to go because I feel so like, honestly, like being at school is a little scary and it kind of feels a little bit like not permanent because I'm like, especially after they sent us home last semester, I'm like, they could send us home at any minute. So I know like one of my priorities really is like to spend time with my friends. I'm a senior in college. Like I want to enjoy this time that I have with them. I don't know when I'll have it again. Um, but maybe like trying to illustrate while I'm hanging out with them or stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. or just like finding time maybe in the mornings when they're in class to do that. Um, just to give myself a little more of a set time so that I don't always feel like I'm like, I don't know when I have time to do this next. Like, you know, so, um, I would just love to do that. And then maybe especially set aside time, like to ship, like to ship things out. Um, mm-hmm. That's something that I've been really struggling with. And then I mm-hmm. feel awful because stuff hasn't been able to go out for two weeks because I'm quarantined, but right. it's just the way that it is. Um, and then my personal goal is sort of ties into that. And it's just to be more intentional about my time in general, like maybe not scroll through TikTok for a couple of hours and then complain about how I haven't had any time (laughs) to do my work. Um, And like, if I'm going to waste time, like I want to waste time with my friends. Right. Um, Yeah. And like use that as, as you know, that kind of thing. Be more Um, intentional. Instead of just like scrolling through Instagram mindlessly. And if I am going to do that, then maybe go comment on some of my friends stuff, catch up on stuff that they've created recently. Um, just, just be a little bit more intentional with my time, which is a pretty broad goal and just took a good thing in life. But I think recently I've kind of been not doing that. So I would love to get back on the train with that. Right. Um, so for my business goal, I have, um, I wrote down, um, I've kind of teased this a little bit, but I had a company reach out to me about doing online um, classes for illustrations. And I really like, I had like a really positive um, response when I kind of teased that. Um, But I just haven't filled out the like um, bio for it and like um, figured out like how to do all that type of stuff. Um, Just because I think I'm like scared, honestly. Like, I think I'm intimidated by the large task. And then there's, that kind of ties into a couple other things that I've been putting off that I feel like are, I just get overwhelmed. Like I, I write it down on my list of things that I need to do. Mm -hmm. And then looking at it, I'm like, that is so like, that's going to take me so long. And there actually was, I think this last week I had one task that I had been putting off for so long. And I ended up texting my mom right after. And I was like, mom, I finally did this. It took me 20 minutes. Like, and I just, that, that was like, 
kind of the put I mean I still haven't done these things so apparently it was not the push that I needed but I feel like it was like a nudge in the right direction of realizing that if I if I have something that I need to do I just need to like get on top of it and do it because it's probably not as scary as I think it is yeah for sure um and then for my personal goal it's just to have um more of like a work-life balance I um especially like I think this will be easier now that the podcast is um up But Mm -hmm. Katie and I put like a lot of work um, into the podcast and just I, not just the podcast, like other things that I've been working on, like um, for clients and just making Mm -hmm. illustrations and keeping up to date with my Instagram and everything. I've really been like working really late nights and just, I don't know how to turn it off kind of. (laughs) Um, And even like it has started to... um, like my, I would say that my friends and family have noticed that I don't really stop. (laughs) Um, And I feel like I need to learn how to like take a break and it's going to be okay. Um, I have actually started, if I am feeling like overwhelmed or just that I don't, don't feel inspired, I have actually started just not posting for that day. And like in months past, I've been like, that is like horrible. Like, wow, you are a bad person. But now I'm realizing, like, it's really not, like, I post so often. It's really not yeah. going to kill me if I don't post in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and it's, and and just, like, yesterday morning, I took the day, the morning off to go get the kitten with my mom. And just, like, that was so nice, like, to not be on Instagram and not um, be on my phone and not yeah. have to, like, think about design and not think about, like, responding to emails and, yeah, you know, just take a week, take a break. You it's know? so hard being like your own boss because like the weekends yeah. are not off times. Like ne- there's never an off time right. where I'm not thinking about it. So it's really hard to be purposeful about that. So honestly, yeah. I could work on that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this episode was so much fun. Um, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts, um, Spotify or Apple Music and or Apple Podcasts, I guess. And subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes. Yes. And then follow us on Instagram. Um, our podcast Instagram is Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. And our personals are Katie Creative Co. and AlexisAdams.co. And yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.